Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Apologies for absconding from the various classes that were arranged from me but like most Iskonsanyasis I lead a very stressful life <laughs> spiritually stressful and there's always more things to do than time to do it in so please excuse me thank you for being so enthusiastic to provide engagement for me and I regret my inability to keep up with your enthusiasm Radhe Shamprabhu told me that there are many questions you have to ask in the Brahmachari class but I always find that whatever questions come on the topic of Brahmacharya they're already answered in this book it's <laughs> I made this book quite a few years ago and there, re there really isn't much more to say there isn't really much more to say apart from what's in I mean there could be more details uh, to get into details of diet and all this kind of thing but the essence of brahmacharya is not based on diet obviously a lot of salt and chilies is not good but then again you know you it's with different ayurvedic doctors you'll find they say different things also so it becomes confusing so the things that are very clear don't eat too much especially don't eat heavy meals at night <laughs> someone's feeling disappointed strike alright what are the questions if you can stump the swami Initially, there is a lot of struggle in terms of controlling the senses. Uh, maybe, not in every case. So not not necessarily. True. So when it, when there is in some cases, it may be. So if there's a lot of struggle to, to control the senses, then probably he's premature. It shouldn't be so difficult. The thing is that senses remain controlled for a while and after a while then again there is a what is it? Relapse. Yeah. Mm. And the struggle is there so there is a kind of you know one may lose hope so all together that I will become a brahmachari I will be able to stay a brahmachari and such thing happen quite often. So what should be the you know it's, uh, what should we okay give me the brahmachari book and we'll see if I can find the page in Vincent Dresser Zeran Health Engagement where is that oh. there's a long section here overcoming sexual desire but it's it refers to all sensual desires alright let's I just opened on this page 
In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna admits that it is very difficult to curb the restless mind, but assures that it is possible by constant practice and by detachment. What's that verse? Asangshayang Mahabaho Manodho Nigraham Shalom Abhyasena Tukontaya Vairagena Chagrihyate Traditionally, brahmacharis were trained rigidly from birth. That was when the whole atmosphere was much more favorable for spiritual advancement. But we have been brought up in a highly disturbed society with no training in sense control. Rather the opposite. We're trained in sense indulgence. It's not really training. It's it's training. There's no training. It's the the natural perverted proclivity of the conditioned soul to indulge the senses. How is it possible then for us to control the mind and senses and be rigid brahmacharis? No doubt it is very difficult to control the mind and senses especially in the modern age. When the atmosphere is very bad and we are also manda sumanda mati we don't have the good background of people in the past. So internally and externally we're in a, in a disadvantaged situation. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try. Unless we at least try, we are not even civilized human beings. What to speak of being spiritual aspirants? And certainly Krishna will help us if we really want to be helped. And on and on and on. So, please read this. Um, it's a matter of application also. This book should help. It's meant for that. And also the, the subject matter therein we can discuss among ourselves, as you're doing now. We should have faith that Krishna is more powerful than Maya. Daivihyesha gunamayi mama maya duratyaya if we don't have faith that Krishna can help us and will help us, then uh, that's verging on atheism. We should have faith that however hopeless we feel, that Krishna will help us. Krishna is stronger than Maya. And that if we do apply ourselves to the process, Krishna will help us. It requires faith to go through the tests and difficulties. Dhruva Maharaj was beset by the apparently unassailable weapons of the Yakshas, but then he, by taking the weapon from Lord Narayan he could understand this is it's all simply an illusion. So you're in the right place, you're in the right atmosphere and we have to be steady. We shouldn't be disappointed that we're not perfect brahmacharis. That's understandable. It's, if some lusty thoughts come in our mind or whatever wrong thoughts, we shouldn't become hopeless because of that. If if we were free from such desires, then we'd be just like Shukadeva Goswami. We wouldn't need to be in any ashram at all. 
if here for purification, that that means it's admitted that we are in need of purification, that we're not pure. So we shouldn't become disappointed. Keep on going. How dangerous is laziness for a brahmachari? It's laziness is not is not at all a good quality. There's, I, I remember hearing a a lecture. Prabhupada was speaking about this. And laziness is very bad, materially and spiritually both. Even materially, if you want to do anything, then laziness is not at all acceptable. How to overcome it? Do you have a problem overcoming laziness? Surprising. In, in an ashram, the uh, the temple commander makes sure everyone is not beset by laziness. <laughs> there should be no scope. Everyone should be stressed out. <laughs> Lots of service. Yeah, spiritual. It's good to have. Lots. It's, it's much better to have lots of service than not than no service. We're not against being stressed. Be stressed for Krishna. One devotee told me this was years ago that he was doing pujari service regularly and he was quite happy. And then the GBC came and said, "You're too content." I'm putting you in charge of organizing the Rathayatra. <laughs> An interesting one. Can we use soya bean vinegar yeast in our temple? What did Srila Prabhupada say about this? About soya beans, he said to Hridayananda Maharaj said that Prabhupada said we shouldn't use them. They're not offerable to Krishna. About vinegar, he used the word nasty, as far as I remember. Yeast, Srila Prabhupada was also against the use of that. Exactly the context, I don't remember, but there's a letter from him in this regard. So, the answer is no, no, and no. <laughs> can we use? You can use. You can offer to Gornitai and they might stand and look at it and just <laughs> turn around and run away. <laughs> <laughs> then, what else? Well, as you are saying that in the Mithri Ashram, the struggle is there. So, Maharaj. There's an observation in sometimes devotee reveals that uh, after years, after years, sometimes the old habits keeps on troubling, like a habit yeah. of masturbation, specifically. Purva sanska, yeah. very difficult. Well, Gopinath, Mama Nivedana Shuna. This song is amazing, how Bhaktivinoda Thakur is, he's almost blaming Krishna. Eki Vichar Tava, Vimukha Dekhiya, what is it? Charo nejajane na koro koro na laba. He's blaming Krishna. I'm your I'm your devotee. I'm your servant, and you're you're just neglecting me. What what's this? He can talk like that. 
we don't have the right to do so. But it's it's like a desperate plea to Krishna, isn't it? So what should we do? Well, we shouldn't give up trying to serve Krishna. That's the only hope. We should go on serving Krishna despite our inabilities and drawbacks. We should go on serving and pray to Krishna to remove these very difficult coverings and have faith that those who we've seen in this movement that those who try to serve Krishna despite various setbacks and that ultimately Krishna delivers them. There there are quite a few devotees who judging by the way they left the body went back to Godhead who seem to be you know the, the cases of Prabhupada's mercy. I wrote in that book Jai Srila Prabhupada about Buddhimanta Prabhu. Did any of you see him? He spent the last year and a half or something in Vrindavan. That was maybe fifteen years ago. So he was one of the first devotees to distribute one of the very first, I mean very, very, very first to to one of the first pioneers of Prabhupada's book, big book distribution. And then he did that in different parts of the world. And Prabhupada is very pleased with that. He he practically he got the big book to himself especially and Keshav and Karanda. These three devotees, from what I'm told, they were the ones who, who started distributing Prabhupada's Krishna book in that time in two volumes, big books. So, anyway, he, was just, he did a lot of book distribution, a lot of service. And Prabhupada was very pleased with that. We could have, some, have a lot of fun hearing about the stories of how he distributed the books. It was quite unorthodox. But then after Prabhupada left he got into some maya. After some time he got headaches, repeated headaches and got medical report that he had brain cancer. So then he thought, oops, I better become Krishna conscious again quick. So he went to Vrindavan and the cancer eventually ate up his brain and he died. But he left this world in Vrindavan in the association of devotees. So it appears that from the service he had done that even though he attempted to forget Krishna, Krishna didn't forget him and therefore manifested and gave him a good warning in the form of brain cancer. Now you have to remember me. So try to do service it's not that we shouldn't try to control the mind, but it's the same thing that Mano Dur Nigraham is very difficult to control. So we shouldn't be disappointed. We should be and shouldn't be. We should be disapp- we should we should be disappointed. We shouldn't be happy that I'm supposed to be a devotee but I'm not. I'm not on the proper platform. But at the same time, we shouldn't be so disappointed like one of my godbrothers, again in Vrindavan, around the same time. He committed suicide, actually. 
because of his disappointment in his inability to control his mind but that's that's not recommended so we should go on serving and at the same time pray for the mercy of the acharyas go on serving means just like if everyone who was afflicted by the bad thoughts if everyone stopped serving and distributing Prabhupada's books and preaching then there wouldn't be much of a movement left probably there's a little comfort in understanding that we're not the only one so a little comfort I'm worried more about here it's all written in shorthand I don't understand you know, how am I supposed to understand I have to uh, decipher your shorthand it would be better if you wrote it in... I am worried more about offenses against the Lord during services than remembering Krishna. He's... M- yeah, okay. He's more worried about making offenses than in remembering Krishna. Well, that's one way of remembering Krishna. I don't want to make offenses to him. You think we are supposed to develop love for Krishna? Well, that's a beginning, isn't it? That's a beginning, isn't it? I mean, love is not such a... You know, it's not like in the movies or something. It's not such a cheap thing, love. The beginning is... respect for the Lord that you don't want to make offenses to Him. So, that's a beginning. One Pujari, again, back years and years, he was offering... Like five, six RTs every day. And he was telling me that, you know, at some point it started to get mechanical because you're just doing the same thing again and again. Then he took up the practice of, he told me he took up the practice of reading Krishna book a lot and remembering the pastimes. So that he'd be off the altar, then he'd be reading, and then he'd be off, back on the altar and remembering, oh, this is the same Krishna who. You know, he went into the forest looking for the Samantaka jewel and found Prasena killed by a lion and like this. And found the lion killed. So in this way he remembered. So there's a suggestion. How much sugar Brahmi should take per week? Is it required at all or not? Sugar! It comes from Sanskrit, presumably. Sakaram is Sanskrit. How much sugar should you take? Well, ideally, if you're going to be a real tough brahmachari, none whatsoever. But, on the other hand, if you don't take some, you may not feel mental satisfaction. Again, somehow or other, you're bringing back so many old memories of mine, so. Circa 1976, at the famous Berry Place Temple in London, I asked the temple president 
that why did Prabhupada institute this Sunday feast program when after the Sunday feast everyone would just they'd somehow or other climb up all those flights of stairs and collapse on the Brahmachari <laughs> room floor and everything uh, all over the place. I mean the Brahmachari room was about 40 Brahmacharis and about less than a quarter the size of this circle. So, so on, in the attic and on the stairs and then you, for a few hours afterwards you'd hear these groaning sounds. Uh, I mean, why did Prabhupada institute this? And he immediately shot back because if he didn't we'd all bloop. So, so there you go. That's the answer. From a godbrother who's also leaving the body soon. That will who was the temple president at that time? Oh, that reminds me. I have to make a note. I have to go and visit him before he dies. When I go to America. How to get rid of the criticizing mentality. Fault finding. Well, there are different considerations here. One thing is, if we don't see faults, then we can't help others who have them. Isn't it? Someone may be doing something and they may not know it's wrong or they're doing it out of laziness, they're doing something which they shouldn't, they're failing to do something which they should. So, there's a, there's a fine edge between the fault-finding fault mentality and the uh, constructive criticism, helpful criticism. A lot depends on our, we have to examine our heart. Why are we saying this? Why are we seeing this? One thing is, if we don't try to correct our own faults and act ideally, then pointing out the faults of others won't be taken very well. If we are, you know, we miss Mongolati six days in a week, and then we come one day and someone's not there, and we say, You missed Mongolati this morning. Who's going to take that seriously? Another thing is the, again, the attitude, it's just the same point, that people are likely to accept what we have to say if, if they can appreciate that we're saying it in a manner that is meant for their benefit. Which doesn't necessarily mean that you have to say it softly. It could be sharply and angrily also. But if, if someone only behaves with you angrily, then you might think that they don't like you. But if, if, uh, if they're always trying to help you come up in devotional service, not this, this sentimental... What was that question the other day? All accommodating. <laughs> All accommodating. Someone's passing stool in the temple room and 
you know, everything's okay, you know, you should, everything's okay, everything's nice, everything's good. This is nonsense. Not all accommodating. There are standards, they should be followed. This, this fluffy idea that you just, everything's nice, whatever anyone does is alright. This is, this is laziness that, that we, we can't be bothered to point something out wrong. And it's also a case of uh, tumbi chup humbi chup. I do, uh, you know, I do everything wrong and you don't say anything and you then, you know, we, you, you do all your bad masi and I'll do my bad masi and it's, uh, everything's okay. You don't point out what I do wrong and this can be dangerous actually in an institution because, anyway, that's another discussion. What's this? In the start of our Brahmacharya life, we are very enthusiastic. This seems like a similar question. It's the same question was just asked. And also, to remain Brahmacharya throughout life and serve Guru and authority, what are the most important things to practice? It's, it's a standard thing. Go to Mongolarti, chant your rounds. You know, it's, uh, often devotees ask you know, a question like how to do this, how to do that, but it's it's Krishna consciousness is very simple, you know, it's a, how to do this, how to do it's already there. Everything's there. There's nothing it's not that there's something different that we're hiding from you. It's it's all there. You follow the prophecy. You get up in the morning, go to Mongolati, turn your rounds, read the books, do service and everything's there. What else what else is there? Is there some secret thing that we're hiding from you all? <laughs> it's already there. Many times I observe that while doing any service together, I always compare other devotees. I can't understand. Could you present this in the, the third question? Present it in... Uh, Many times I observe that while doing any service uh, together, I always compare other devotees uh, not doing the services properly and trying to avoid services. I know this is not good, but this thought, thoughts keep me, keep haunting me. And it spoils my consciousness what I should do. He, he's saying that he's comparing with other devotees. He compares, he thinks I'm doing service uh, better than someone else. What should you do? Well, what can I say? If it's not true, then just stop thinking like that, that's all. <laughs> I don't know. I, I never studied psychology, so... I don't know all these complex psychological... You know, maybe you did something in your childhood or something. I don't know. Better keep it simple. Don't get into big psychological analyses. Just... Something's wrong, then just... You know, stop doing it. And that's all. How to control anger? It's another how to. Yeah. Well, you can remember the Mayavadis and get angry at them. Samta or Prasanta, he. Ishva ki bhakti hai. 
says long beard wala his stickers on the trains you see on the trains in Gujarat he's very popular in Gujarat here they have their local you have two famous nonsenses here in Pune there's dead and almost dead Osho's dead and there's some sadhu he's he must be almost dead, but he's old now. Huh? Must be. So, get angry at them. I, I feel angry every time. I think it's such a rascal. Such a rascal. How? He's what is bhakti? He's so pure, so one. The the the, the real need of the jiva is to love Krishna, and this rascal is saying. Samta or prasanta? Prasanta means you indulge your senses in his life. Rascal. And his picture everywhere with his long beard and stupid smile. <laughs> Nothing about Krishna. And he's popular. So many people follow him. So we should be angry. If you don't feel angry at such rascals then you're not a devotee. Just like, you know... Ram is asking Hanuman you know, to find Sita and he said, you know, just cool down. Hanuman says to Ram, you know, just cool down, relax and, you know, don't get angry and, you know, try to be broad-minded and all accommodating. <laughs> That's, Hanuman didn't say that. We worship Hanuman who burned Lanka. Not some all accommodating, I'm okay, you're okay. Well, Ravana, I'm, I appreciate your point of view. Let's, let's, you know, let's discuss it. You know, what's your opinion? There's no such thing. You rascal, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill you because I'm leaving you for Ram to be. I'm leaving you that Ram will kill you. He will have the pleasure of doing so. I'd like to do so myself, but I'm a servant of Lord Ram, so he should have the pleasure of killing you. I won't kill you personally. How to control becoming angry on a person, devotee, who we don't like? Well, it can be difficult. Maybe better don't interact with them very much. If someone you're not getting on with very well, Try to see their good qualities. That was Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati's system. In the uh, when devotees, among his leading devotees, there was certain leading devotees. There was a, there was actually quite a lot of malice, which after Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati left, it it came up and it became a the cause of the whole Goryamat splitting apart. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he had a system that he would order those devotees who had some bad feeling against others to stand up in public at an assembly of all his disciples and give a speech praising that devotee. How about that? Or you can try talking to the devotee that I don't, you know, I must admit I, there's this thing about you I don't like. You can try saying that.
doesn't always work. Not every devotee is what we would call a very reasonable person willing to listen to others. There are, you know, some people are just very strong-minded and they think whatever they think is right and then they're not willing to listen to anyone else. And But they're chanting Hare Krishna. So, you can remember Prabhupada's accommodating spirit. Not all accommodating, but he was very accommodating to anyone who showed some inclination to serve Krishna. These are good points for me too. These are good points for me. I can also improve in all these areas. Yeah. In Iskon we see a variety of colors of saffron dress. Did Srila Prabhupada recommend any standards in this regard? Um, not Again, it's in this Brahmachari book. Not very red. Not rakta. Rakta bostra boishnave porite najuai. Not blood red. Like the shaktas. What about me? I'm in kind of Buddhist yellow here. <laughs> well, it's faded away now. It's quite, quite yellowish before. No, no. That, that, those days there was no chemical dye. That was that geru, that rock. Everyone used that. It's just that they didn't have it. The thing is with that rock, then it changes color every time you wash it. And you, you wash the cloth with that and it re-dyes it every time. It's kind of blotchy colored. Like that. Yeah, it's, well there's different... It depends where you get the rock from. The, the rock itself is not the same... It's not a chemically standardized red. It's, you know, whichever source you get it from, it's different each time. So, yeah. Alright. Well, my fault-finding mind didn't find that one to be a fault, so... You're asking my opinion? Yes. And yes, it is okay. Who's in a, is anyone saying it's not okay? No one's complaining. Wash also, I want it. So it's pretty difficult to get it uniform. It's not that different, what you have. The disciplic succession given in Bhagavad Gita. How is it that after Tirta Puri comes? Please explain. Lakshmi Pati Tirta. And after him comes Madhavendra Puri. Someone gave some explanation, but I can't remember it right now. What is the explanation of that? Maybe that Lakshmi Pati Tirta was... Uh, yeah, that maybe Madhavendra Puri... Oh, some were saying that... Maybe he took san- well. There are different possible explanations that he took sannyas elsewhere. They're in the in the Madhva line, the sannyasis they all have the sannyas name Tirtha. So how did Puri come? Someone gave some explanation, some possible explanation. Which, to tell you the truth, I don't remember. There's some feasible explanation. Maybe he took sannyas elsewhere and he took shiksha in that line or something like that. It's a uh, this link between Lakshmi Pati Tirtha and Madhavendra Puri is a subject of much controversy to the present day. For people who are interested in controversies like that. Recently we saw a case of deviation from our movement even though that devotee spent more than 15 years and, and was a prominent preacher. What is the precaution we should take not to fall down and how do we judge our quality of consciousness and service 
when which we are rendering in the moment of present. I can only say, keep on praying to protect me from fall down. Pray to pray to the Lord, to Prabhupada. Um, yeah, keep on praying, and uh, it does also help to. You know, the kind of doubts that people implant in your minds. I, 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 I addressed many of them yesterday, I tried to. So those doubts, if then... It's also required that these be answered. That's when I said yesterday I need to write a book about it. People started laughing, but I wasn't joking at all. It's on my agenda to write such a book. I just don't know if I... You know, the way my life is going on, there's so many books I have to write, and that one would take quite some research. So, I don't know if I'll have time in this life. I, 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 could, I was suggesting to Shamananda he can, go and, he can go and do the research and write it. There are many books needed because at, at ev practically every single statement in Prabhupada's books you'll find someone at some level contesting it. So, and Prabhupada hasn't given back up for all his statements because many of the... just like this point of the Sampradaya, it wasn't an issue when Prabhupada was preaching in the West. It's, it's come up since that time. So if I could have answered, given that possible answer someone was suggesting for how Madhavendri Pori for Lakshmi Tepati that would be much more satisfying to you, but unfortunately I forgot. <laughs> so, if you remind me, I could, when I remember or when I go back to my, where I have my library, I could look it up and send you on an email. Although when I go to the place where my library is, I also won't have much time to go through all my books and find it. So faith also comes... It's, it's Obviously our faith in Iskon and Prabhupada can't be just based on book knowledge. We have to be getting some juice also. It's, that's why I was saying that, that, that uh, Gopal Krishnamaraj was requesting that I speak to his disciples who are going away. But I, I wasn't that much enthusiastic to do so because they, some of them were ready to come by being pressurized to come, which means they're not really very willing to listen anyway. So if they're not willing to listen, then you can, you, know, you can give all the philosophy in the world, and, but they're not listening. They're not sincere to hear. Their, their faith has gone somewhere else. Maybe it wasn't very strong in the first place. Maybe it was superficial. One thing is, parampara jano bhalamati. We should understand deeply what are the principles of parampara. Many times we see that it's, well, at least in my observation, it seems to me that I, I often speak against this, this uh, very cheap approach to guru in which you it's a picture on the wall, you wave some incense at and you say Jai Guru Dave, but you don't really try to hear or understand or or follow very seriously. I, I was in. I was saying to something. I heard that someone was telling me that they told someone they want to take initiation from me, and someone else said to him that, "Well, you know, Bhaktivikas Swami is very strict." And he said, "Yeah, well, that's what I want." So, I mean, if you're looking for a guru who's not very strict, then what are you looking for a guru at all? I mean, guru should mean that 
you're accepting a guru to become a shisha, which means shashan. So if your approach to guru is that you, you have a picture on the wall and you wave some incense at it and you pray for some ashivad and you think so, some magic wand you're going to get Krishna praying by, by watching TV, chanting your japa with, on your right hand and throwing in potato chips with your left hand and Guru will give Ashivad and you'll get Krishna praying. This is all cheating. So, our own approach to Krishna consciousness has to be very serious and deep. And we'll, then we'll find that Prabhupada has given us everything. But if, we're, if we ourselves are superficial, then we'll be attracted to superficial people. That's all I can say. And we should find good association within ISKCON also, because there are many super, at least in my observation, uh, sometimes we're in such a hurry to make more and more devotees, but, but we have to, to you know, give, give some substance. It's not just a matter of catching a bunch of people, sticking a bead bag in their hand and putting a rubber stamp on their head, initiated. But some substance has to be there. What can we do? Shuratsya dhara nishitang durataya. Raises edge here. During my service in the sound system, I enter into the temple hall many times. I just fold hand and come in out and go inside. Is this an offense? What should I do practically? Actually it is, yes. It, it means going in and out because of service you have to go in and out and every time you don't bow down you just fold your hands. But actually it does constitute an offense. Although the tendency is that familiarity breeds contempt. But Prabhupada said that about pujaris and personal servants of the Guru that they that the, the familiarity can breed contempt that's why Prabhupada had the system that every time even his personal servant they bring in chapatis you know every two minutes every time come in bow down offer chapati then they're going out again bow down <laughs> Prabhupada had that system so you can do you can say you, you, Maybe you won't say the whole mantra each time. Sometimes if I'm doing that, coming in and going out, I just say a concise prayer. Hey Bhagavan, hey Gurudev, proceed to me. That's the, that's the minimum salute you should make. But something should be there. Then, anything else? Yeah, please. Serving according to one's nature and serving according to re required requirements. As Prabhupada often said, do the needful. Yes, we should do the needful for spreading the Sankirtan mission. Uh, usually when we come, we're in, people are engaged in lots of menial services to see if they're actually prepared to serve and to inculcate the, the mood of selfless service that you just and discipline and we should do the needful but at this if for spreading the Krishna conscious movement we have to do something which isn't to our taste then or which isn't our preference then depending on our level of surrender we'll be prepared to do that 
there, when Prabhupada was first preaching in the West, there were quite a lot of devotees who were coming who were from hippie background, artists, musicians, and many of them wanted to, many of them wanted to do music, you know, do some rock band and this and that, and Prabhupada, filmmaking. In the case of Yaduba Prabhu, Prabhupada encouraged that, but he didn't, him and his wife, but apart from, he did, there were others, but he didn't encourage all of them to do that, so. Painters, and, and at least one devotee I know, Prabhupada said, we already have enough painters, you go do do this, do something else. So both things are there. Generally, especially now our movement has expanded, devotees, they tend to uh, after some period of initial training, they often, what's the word, they find their way they, to the kind of service that they like to do. And what you like to do, you're often good at doing that also. That you've found your niche, it seems, in writing. And I also. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I like to write, but it's just, you know, I can't, I can't not write. <laughs> it's the, the writer's scourge any time of day and night. You know, you have to get up in the night and write something. Like this morning, right in the Tulsi Arati, I had to write something. You know, when it comes, catch it. So, so, but it, we also often hear devotees say, well, you know, I'm not going to do that. That's not my propensity. So you should engage me according to propensity, but no, there's, one can't demand to be engaged according to one's propensity also. A surrendered servant does whatever's required. Someone was asking me by email what service to do, and I, I suggested they go on book distribution, and they wrote back such an angry letter. That's not my propensity. Is it anyone's propensity to go out and in the Western countries on the street among people who are totally degraded and have no not even the slightest interest in these books and try to sell them to there's no one's propensity but it's a, it's a great service to the Sankirtan mission so propensity yes and do the needful also both things are there then anything else Sometimes we find that some senior devotee brahmachari rebels against the authorities. It shakes our faith as well. What to do in such a situation? Well, that's a very concise description of what is probably a very complex situation. Something that's probably, you know, there will be so many subtle factors. It's, it's not just that someone suddenly, with no reason... Rebel. I mean, they may, there may be some long-standing grudge or what. It's a very complex thing. What to do in such a situation? Well, Srila Prabhupada was very—he uh, was very supportive of of the authorities in Iskon, even if it appeared to all the devotees that the authority was wrong. Often, Prabhupada would support the devotee in a position of authority, although sometimes he spoke of nasty management also. So, what to do in such a situation? I would say keep cool and let the appropriate authorities deal with it. 
Above the temple authority there are higher authorities. And hopefully they would, the higher authorities will oversee that. Although, uh, in my observation, and actually it's not only my observation, and probably most people can observe, although to outsiders our movement appears to be very well organized, actually it's a, it's a, proof that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead that is going on at all. It's, you know, it's... It can be very frustrating sometimes being in this movement with all the, you know, the, the authority structures that exist on paper at best. And, you know, and, and so, what to say? What to do in such a situation? Chance some extra rounds. That's good advice. In all situations. And... Satyameva Jayate, have faith. If you're very mature and you're respected by both parties, you could maybe speak to both of them. But if you're, as you say, it shakes your faith, then probably you better just remain aloof. Because if you get more involved, your faith will be shaken more. Hey, and I tell you what, if you really want to have your faith shaken, then find out more about what's going on among our leaders. Because... There's all kinds of disagreements among them. <laughs> but it doesn't stop them working together. So, Ravindra Saruprabhu told me once that... No, I didn't tell me. I had, He said it in a lecture. He said it many times. I think he told me once personally. Also. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That he was going through some period. This is when Prabhupada was present with us. And he was, he was the temple president somewhere... And, he was, uh, he was seeing there's so many problems among our leaders and how we're all fighting together and he was, you know, this is terrible and he was feeling very disturbed and then Prabhupada came to his temple and he said, I'm going to speak to Prabhupada about this. So, I, I don't remember exactly, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I'll give the essence of the story anyway. So, he went in to see Prabhupada to tell him about all of, you know, there's so much infighting in our movement and... Uh, it really disturbs me and and he went and Prabhupada wasn't there but there was a file on his desk of letters to Prabhupada and he started reading them and he started seeing all the problems of the movement all over the world and he thought wow the things I thought that they were bad they're not nearly as bad as I thought it's much worse <laughs> and he thought well Prabhupada is dealing with all this but when you see Prabhupada he's always blissful in Krishna consciousness and he goes on with preaching about Krishna. So then Ravindra Saruprabhu had the realization that, that these kind of things are going to happen in a, in a movement in Kali Yuga. There's going to be all kinds of strange things and things which could break our faith. And, but then you see what Prabhupada did. He went on chanting Hare Krishna and that's the ultimate solution. We, whatever we have to go on with the process. This, uh, you all see that Krishna Katamrita magazine? The, the magazines are produced from time to time, and then fortnightly this Krishna Katamrita Bindu comes through on the email. Very nice, very sweet. So when that first came out, Madhavananda Prabhu, he got some bitter complaint from certain parties that why are you writing all this stuff? 
Why don't you deal with the real issues in Iskon? Why don't you why don't you provide a solution to the real issues? Madhavan Anandrabhu wrote back and said, This is the real solution. <laughs> Krishna Kata. Uh, also I'm you know, I'm in biographizing, is there such a word? Anyway, I'm writing about the life for the one of a better word of Bhaktisiddhanta Sasrataka. So in course of doing that I you know you hear so many things about so you know the, the Goryamat history it's uh, it's a lot more interesting in some ways than ISKCON history I mean if you, in, in, in terms of you know the infighting it's it's pretty spectacular in some but then if you see what in the long run what is the legacy of Bhaktisiddhanta Sasrara Thakur never mind all right, there was fighting, there was this and that, but what did he give to the world? And even today, you know, the Goryamat is split into so many different parties, but you'll find there are so many devotees, they're going on, they're chanting, they're worshipping the Lord, they're preaching. So, why concentrate on the bad things? You see, the, the good thing, of course, in our day-to-day dealings with Goryamat devotees and Iskon devotees, we can't avoid these things, but uh, seeing the the big picture or seeing the overall that 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 these devotees they've, they've been they're practicing Krishna conscious and they've, they've given something to the world what what the Goryamat has given to the world fighting this that everyone's fighting everyone in Kali Yuga is fighting but what did what have they given to the world is something very wonderful I I was told once one life member came to Prabhupada and said I saw two of your disciples fighting. Prabhupada said, you're surprised they're fighting? I'm surprised they're chanting Hare Krishna. (laughs) Everyone's fighting. Everyone in this world is fighting, but some people, you know, despite their bad habits, they, uh, they're dedicated to chanting the holy names of the Lord also. If your faith is shaken by, you know, I can tell you plenty of things, real stories from ISKCON, which, you know, you'll be finished. <laughs> no, so, don't see the, 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 only the external. Even if you think it's very bad, even they're fighting, but they're fighting on how to serve Krishna's. In Japra, as soon as I sit down, I feel sleepy. Same thing in Bhagavatam class. So I walk and chant. Then my, my mind runs more fast. A lot of energy goes in that. I feel more tired. Whoa, sounds like a... What's that called? There's some psychological condition, like super super active mind or something like that. Hyperactive mind, yeah. Is it okay if I walk and chant all the life? Well, I do. I, I personally find it's better for me to walk and chant. According to Shastra, one should sit and chant. But then we see that Srila Prabhupada sometimes walked and chanted. Bhaktisdhan Sasrai Thakur sometimes walked and chanted. Bhakti Nod Thakur also sometimes walked and chanted. So we can't say it's totally forbidden to do so. I generally find it better to to not go for a long walk, but just in some area walk up and down. So you're not looking here and there. I personally find it better. That's all. That's my answer. I'm a fallen soul. 
Is jackfruit and ladies' fingers good for brahmacharis? I never heard that it wasn't. Although jackfruit's pretty difficult to digest. So in that sense it may not be good for anyone. But as far as affecting brahmacharya, I never heard that it was bad for brahmacharya. Hmm, drumstick? I didn't hear. Maybe it is. I don't know. Anyone heard that before? Bhindi? It's heating. There's so many foods are heating. I mean, chili is very heating. Drum, drumstick's not very... You don't feel hot if you eat chilies, uh, drumstick sabji, do you? You don't feel your body becoming hot like you do if you eat chilies, is it? It's not very heating. Even I heard Bhakti Vidya Purnamaraj saying once that carrot is heating, but it's not not that much. I mean, there's definitely a difference between eating carrots and chilies, isn't there? Chilies is very heating. And tamarind is also supposed to be not good for brahmacharis, unless it's like 20 years old or something. I heard at the uh, Kanchi, what's that called? Kamakoti Pitam. They only give tamarind which is like 20 years old. Hmm? Is it? It's sourness? Sour things apparently are not very good. Increases heat, increases pitta. Sour things at night especially are very bad. Although sour things are good for cooling in the summer. Ice cream. It's not very good for health in general, is it? Very so cold. It's very bad for me. I don't if I lose my voice for sure if I take ice cream. Buying ice cream outside is that's not good. That looks very bad. Someone dressed as a brahmachari and going in the shop and buying ice cream looks terrible. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Alright, I'll take one more question and then I have to go. For various reasons, including um, physical reasons. Yeah. Preaching gives strength? Yeah, it can help to do so. Yeah. How much we should preach? What is the like need of a sex? Sorry, what is the help somebody preaches? Well, you said it yourself. Preaching gives us inner strength. It helps us. We 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 get mercy from Krishna by doing so. Some people are shy to preach. Some people by their nature are outgoing. But the... See, some people by nature are very outgoing and it seems easier for them to preach, but the real test is in the long run. <laughs> it's not just because someone has an outgoing nature that that makes them a preacher. But it, it, the, the commitment to do so over years and years and years that comes from the spiritual platform not from the not from some gregariousness that one might have imbibed due to his previous life activities <laughs>